Admit that you don't have it all figured out yet because guess what, guys? Nobody does anyway. And the only people who are dealing with the repercussions or not having it figured out yet are the people who are pretending that they do. Hey, it's me, Marissa Pacelli, aka Gwen Savage, my alter ego. I'm a life coach, personal growth enthusiast, and host of Life Could Be a Dream, the podcast for women who want to take their lives to the next level. No more excuses and no more obligations getting in the way of your dream life. So if you're ready, then follow me into the land of dreams. So I have to be honest with you, ladies. I haven't been showing up consistently, which is something we talked about in last episode. And that's because something has been affecting me which I'm thinking a lot of you can really resonate with, and that is perfectionism. So if you hear any noise in the background, it's probably my dog. It might be my child. Um, And those are the things that have really been stopping me from putting myself out here. And I'm thinking to myself now as I was getting ready to do it, why? I was thinking that I wasn't professional. And so that's something I stress for you guys to try. I'm challenging for you guys to try to pick your brain to see what it is specifically that you're thinking. When you're in this fear mode, when you're worried, when you feel uncomfortable, ask yourself, what is it that you're actually thinking? What are the thoughts, not feelings, but the thoughts that you're thinking? And then question them. So I was thinking, I'm not professional. So I'm not professional because my dog walks around the house. I'm not professional because I choose to keep my daughter around to do things in my business when she's not in school. I'm not professional because I choose to create things in my business when I feel fully inspired and not to just put it off until when my daughter is in school. I'm not professional because my neighbor is mowing their lawn right now. (laughs) I mean, it seems really silly, right? When you're listening to it. But I think a lot of the times we have this tendency to get in our own heads, I do it all all the time for myself. And before I just said this out loud, I believed those things. Or at least I let it affect me and create anxiety and worry and fear. And I let it hold me back. So what it is, it's not that these thoughts or these feelings are real. What it is, is it's fear. And fear just wants to keep us small. Fear wants to keep us safe. So when we have a giant big idea and something really exciting to do, we feel fear, not because fear is right that it makes me not professional to have a dog walking around in the background or to have my daughter home with me to record a podcast episode when I feel inspired, but 
It's because fear is trying to keep us safe. And fear really does believe that if we're stepping out of our comfort zone, we're not safe. We may die. That's what fear is. And that's actually fear's job. So the good thing is that you get to recognize it. The good thing is that you get to thank fear without coming from this mentality of lack and ungratefulness. When it comes to creating more in your life, whether that be through manifesting, law of attraction, or whatever you believe in, the key is to already be grateful for the things that you have. And when you get stuck in the mentality of, well, if I just had more, if I just had more, then we don't get more. Because God, the universe... Whatever you believe in wants us to be grateful for what we have. And not only that, but if you're not grateful for what you have, which was at some point something that you thought you wanted in order to give yourself a certain feeling and you're not grateful for it, then that just proves that the next thing that you think you want isn't going to be the thing that gives you that feeling. So it's up to you to create that feeling first. So I was thinking that I wasn't professional because I have things going on in the background of my life. I have other things that I'm attending to other than my business. So I thought I wasn't professional when it came down to it. That's what I was thinking. And so what I want to talk to you guys about today is exactly that, is perfectionism and the shame that goes along with it. So I often say that perfectionism is not the addiction of trying to be perfect. We all know that there's no such thing as perfection, right? You at least know it consciously. Perfection at its worst, at its most extreme, is the addiction of trying to reach expectations that are pretty unattainable, that are set by ourselves, that are outrageous and impossible to reach, but then hiding or avoiding the shame that goes with not being able to reach those goals or expectations that we set for ourselves. And even if the expectation isn't impossible to reach, as perfectionists, because we want something so bad, because we give it so much importance that we reach our goals or that we be the best or that we do this thing as perfectly as we possibly can. There's so much meaning behind it because we have tied our capability of doing that thing or reaching that goal to our worth. Then we create something that's in the universe that is called excess potential. And this happens for anybody who's trying to manifest something, who wants something really bad in their lives. And basically what it means is when we want something too much, when we want something too bad, we create something that's called excess potential. We create the energetic force in between where we are and where we want to be 
because of the potential that we're giving it. So we're putting too much stress on it, too much pressure, too much importance in the universe comes down and like puts out these forces to balance everything out and to push it out, to push it away. So if where you're at is so far away from where you want to be, but you really want it, like you put so much potential in actually being that person, you may push that away even further. And so for a perfectionist, when we do that, when we want something so bad because it would mean so much to us, and then it pushes it away, we feel shame. And that's when we get stuck in a cycle. And so excess potential is something that I'm going to be digging in deeper because it really goes hand in hand with manifesting and creating more in your life. So I'm probably going to be talking about that next episode, but I just wanted to add that in here. So perfectionism isn't just trying to be better. Perfectionism, the actual problem with perfectionism is the shame that we feel when we're not exactly what we thought we should be. When I first started looking for a coach for my business, I had been stagnant for a year. And I started looking for a coach with the shame in the back of my mind of, I should already be able to do what she's doing. Like, I should already, with all the mindset work and everything that I've done, I should already be at that level. It was the shame of not already being at that level, the shame of not already being the best. Because in my world, growing up, I was the best at everything. That's what I thought. I thought I had to be the best in order to be loved or welcome in the world. Like if what I was doing wasn't the best, it was nothing at all. And so I go from that world of always feeling like I was the best, always having really, really good grades, always being the good kid who doesn't break or bend any rules, always being the kid that everybody was proud of, into this world of personal development, of following my dreams, and all of that came crashing down on me. Everything I thought that I knew that made me feel worthy was gone. I was no longer the person that was getting good grades. I dropped out of college to follow my dreams. I was no longer the person who wasn't breaking rules. I dropped out of college to follow my dreams. I didn't want a nine to five job. I knew all of this. And I knew this by finding myself when I was able to tune into what my heart was saying, because it just got too loud. When I ended up, you know, moving out of my mom's house and I had my own daughter, it hit me that I wasn't following my dreams. And if I was going to raise this baby, if I was going to raise my daughter to follow her dreams and to feel like she could believe in herself fully that anything was possible, I needed to do it too. So everything came crashing down on me that I thought I knew was love. Everything that made me feel comfortable, the external validation was gone. Nobody agreed with me at this point. I was in this by myself and I had to navigate these tough waters. So I had to find new levels of comfort. But the shame 
that came along with that belief still being there, right? The belief that we were raised to believe from our family that to be worthy, you must do X, Y, and Z. To be loved, you must do X, Y, and Z. Sometimes consciously we know that that's not the truth, but unless we do the real work behind it, then subconsciously we don't believe it. And that's something that we call um, cognitive dissonance. When you have two belief systems that do not agree with each other and end up pulling you in both directions. And you can imagine this visually if you think about it. If you're being pulled in two different directions, you're not moving forward. You're most likely standing still because you'll go a little bit to one end and then you'll feel a pull from the other end and you'll go that way and it'll just be a back and forth tug of war. So that's what was happening with me for the longest time and for a full year in my business because I had made a decision to invest in something that wasn't aligned with me. I I made that decision completely out of fear. It didn't work for me because I was in fear mode the entire time. And so then here I am in this position of being pulled in two different directions because I had just settled to believe all the beliefs. I didn't feel comfortable enough to get rid of the old ones. So I paid the consequences of being stuck. And for a year, I did nothing in my business. But just think of all the fear-based thoughts and think of all the things that I didn't have that I wanted and really... I got myself into a very deep depression. So that's the thing with perfectionism is if you're not going to be open, if you're not going to take the shame that you feel to the light and outshine those shitty thoughts, they're going to take over. They're going to multiply like bacteria. They're going to compound and they're going to take over. And I have the chills just saying this because I know how powerful this is. You cannot live with your shame inside of you. I know that it's hard and I know that it takes vulnerability to open up, to tell a friend, to find a coach, to invest in yourself, to go to therapy to talk to God, to work on your religion, to work on your spirituality, to try to trust in something bigger than yourself, I know that it takes vulnerability. But without vulnerability, all we have is shame. And shame will take over. And like my inner child has overcome so much of the consequences of shame depression, self-harm, isolation. I cut myself off from family, from friends. And the shame of when I had my daughter at 20 years old, I mean, when you think of this, it's really not that shameful because 20 years old, I'm not, I'm not 15. Like I'm not still going through adolescence I'm not still learning um how to be an adult like I 20 years old is really not that young but with society's belief systems and my family's belief systems it was 
The reason I shouldn't have listened to that is because the entire time that I was pregnant, I had no fear. People would ask me, so are you nervous? No, I'm excited. I was born to be a teacher, a helper, a mother, a nurturing person who helps other people grow. I was going to be fucking good at being a mom. So I had no fear, but yet I had these belief systems that were behind me that I did not let go of fully yet, that were telling me that I was too young, that I made a mistake, that I screwed up my entire future. All of these beliefs that weren't serving me nor something that I wanted to believe. And so instead of standing up for myself and saying, well, you know what? I don't need to believe these things. I just let the shame sit in. I didn't speak my truth. I didn't tell anybody the shame that I was feeling because to me, what I thought was like the more you announce the shame, the bigger it gets. But truthfully, it's the opposite. The more you announce the shame, the more the light shines down and destroys it because shame cannot live in the light. And I learned this um, from an amazing mentor of mine that I hired during this time. Shame cannot live in the light. So it is our job to take our shame and bring it to the light. And when you see people who don't struggle with perfectionism, it's easy for them. They just talk about things, you know, they still need a little bit of vulnerability. But for perfectionists, it's like shame is failure. We're not professional if we announce our shame that we have in our business. We are not successful or worthy. Those are the things that go on in our head and we need to really get to this point where we say enough is enough. I'm sticking up for myself. I'm deciding that these old belief systems are not serving me anymore and I get to get rid of them completely. I get to choose the life that I want to live. I get to choose what makes me happy and what is right for me. Because at the end of the day, there is no right and wrong. There's just different perspectives. The reality that we know is not even reality. It's like this big dream where people have created rules based on opinions It's all a bunch of different perspectives. So if you can wrap your head around that, part of you may be like, oh my God, that's scary. There's no rules. There's no right or wrong. Because as perfectionists, we want to achieve. We want to be right. But the good thing is that that means you're always right because whatever you think, whatever you feel, whatever is in your heart, that is right. It's always right. Admit that you don't have it all figured out yet because guess what, guys? Nobody does anyway. And the only people who are dealing with the repercussions or not having it figured out yet are the people who are pretending that they do. And so when this person who has a lot of shame in in their life came to me and um, was telling me how much they were struggling and we got into the conversation of why they were struggling so bad and why he thought he couldn't get out of it this time. I challenged him. Well, what's so bad that you think you can't get out of it? There's been things in your life before 
that you thought were impossible to overcome that you have overcome. So what could be so impossible right now? And to be honest, he ended up telling me a lot of stuff. That part of me was like, oof, like the human part of me, right? The fear-based part of me, the judgmental part of me, right? Because we all have a little piece of that. It was like, ooh, that's a lot. Yeah, I don't know how I would deal with that. I don't know how I would get through that. So in that moment, I wasn't able to shed any light for him on those things. I wasn't able to tell him, you know, those aren't really bad things. I did tell him, hey, listen, I know that it's possible because you've gotten out of it before. And I just think that you need to talk to somebody so you can help yourself get out of this. And it's so important to talk about things because it brings the shame to the light. Sometimes something is so shameful just because it's been sitting in your mind and your mind plays it on repeat. And the more it plays it on repeat, the more it grows, the worse it gets, the worse it feels. Thoughts don't feel good. Bad thoughts don't feel good. And especially when they're on repeat, then more things, more bad things happen to us, more Bad situations are attracted to us because we've been focusing on the shame. The shame doesn't go away. If you keep it in, it doesn't go away. It stays in your brain and it stays on repeat. You can't sleep. You wake up early with anxiety. Maybe you don't sleep all night long. You have a hard time going through your day without thinking about it. It's all you're focusing on and you're manifesting and attracting more of that into your life. So yeah, it's not going to get better if you keep your shame in. And that's the same thing between you know, being a drug addict and having all of this shame and then just being a coach in the coaching world and having shame that you're not good enough. Like, it doesn't matter. It's the same outcome that you will only grow that negative feeling and see more of those negative things in your life if you keep focusing on the shame by not letting it come to the light. So anyway, I talked to this person, um, a few days after and they said that they went and they looked for a therapist they got one they found one um and they were planning to start to talk to them so i talked to this person the next week and he ended up telling me how all of the things that he thought were so bad really weren't that bad some situations weren't even true some things that he thought and believed so much in the moment ended up not being true And then the other things just got smaller. Because for once, for the first time in a long time, he had let the shame come to the light. And so I want you guys to do that. I want you guys to explore this week how you can start bringing more shame to the light. If it's a friend that you trust dearly, if it is a family member, or if it's a stranger, if it's a coach that you go to hire, I mean, that is the purpose of coaches. You hire them intentionally to trust them, to have their compassion, their understanding, and also their no BS way of coaching so you can get out of your shame story, so you can get out of your fear. And even if it is just a stranger, and even if you are just talking, sometimes just talking it out loud helps you realize that it's not that bad or if it is 
it at least gets rid of the guilt and the shame feelings that come with it. And now it's just a fact. Now it's just a thing. And the emotion is less tied to it. But when you have the shame there, it seems so much more prominent. So I want you guys to explore that as much as you possibly can. And even if it's something that you don't really feel like is shame, but just something you feel like, oh shit, I should have done that better. If you get those feelings of I should have done this better or I should know this or blah, 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 blah. I'm not as good as I thought I was. Say it to somebody and I know that it's the hardest thing in the world. (laughs) I know that it's hard to admit that you're wrong. I know that it's hard to admit that you're not as good as you thought you were or that you wanted to be. But the shame of keeping it in is not worth it. That can single-handedly destroy everything that you think you want or are working for anyway. So if you want to get better, if you want to improve, if your goal is to get sober, then the first thing that you need to do is let go of that shame. Because if the shame lives within you, it will never allow you to have the things that you want. You need to get let it out, okay? Okay, guys, that's it for today. Thanks for stopping by. If you liked what I had to say, don't hesitate to leave me a review and reach out to me and tell me what you took away from it. What was your biggest aha? How are you holding yourself accountable to doing the things that we talked about today? I love knowing that I'm actually talking to an audience that I'm not just talking to myself. So don't hesitate to reach out and find me on social media. I will put all of my links in the show notes so you can easily find me and reach out to me. And I will see you guys again next week.